Welcome to the latest edition of the Food Systems Podcast brought to you by the Forum for the Future of Agriculture. We're coming to you today from the Adelaide Oval in Australia, where the Forum has been attending the Australian Farm Institute's mid-year conference looking at sustainability in agriculture, particularly in the context of ESG goal setting and targets. And during this conference, I had the opportunity to sit down with the Chief Executive of the Australian Farm Institute, Richard Heath. Here's what he had to say. So, Richard, we've um, we spent some time looking at uh, various farms and uh, wineries on on Sunday when we were out here. Um, clearly, a lot of good things happening in Australian agriculture from the sustainability point of view. Um, a recognition that this is here and here to stay. Where do you think Australian agriculture is on that journey towards sustainability? Mark, I think we are actually quite a long way down that road and we did see some information presented at our Australian Farm Institute conference this morning from the National Agricultural Statistics Agency, ABARES, uh, that has quantified the amount, you know, as one measure, there are many obviously, but as one measure, the amount of pesticides and fertilisers that are used in Australia uh, per area of production compared to other competitive countries in the world and it shows that using that as a measure of sustainability that we are doing really well, that we use less pesticides and herbicides, less fertiliser per unit of area uh, than just about anyone else. Now, the reason that's happened and what we saw in our farm tour um, the other day, we've really been compelled as an agricultural nation to be sustainable because of the environment that we farm in. We farm in a really harsh environment. We cannot afford to be wasteful. We can't afford to be wasteful with water. We can't afford to be wasteful with inputs because we're just under pressure all the time from that harsh environment. So that has really compelled us along that sustainability journey, perhaps a little bit quicker than, than some other countries. Do you think that that story of sustainability, what's happening in Australian agriculture is coming across loudly enough either here domestically or perhaps more importantly or as importantly with your international partners? It, it really isn't and there's a whole range of reasons for that. Um, it's just the way that the recognition and it was talked about a lot in the conference this morning, there is sustainability is a very nuanced thing when you really start to look at how the outcomes of sustainability are delivered in every environment you're in and understand that every environment is different. Um, unfortunately, there is some of the international discussion in particular around sustainability that assumes that a set of practices, a common set of practices should be adopted universally and that will deliver sustainability outcomes. I think that the practices that have been adopted in Australia in particular to deliver sustainability outcomes are different to the rest of the world, particularly different to Europe. And so that's where that communications breakdown perhaps is there in understanding that, for instance, no-till agriculture, no-till cropping, which has been one of the big sustainability stories in Australia and has undoubtedly led to a huge sustainability story around water use, um, but relies on pesticides to be able to do that. Um, and that's been the focus in some jurisdictions, the fact that we do have a reasonably chemically dependent agriculture at the moment, but the nuance of that is that our soil health, our soil preservation, our water use uh, metrics as a result of using chemistry to produce a no-till agriculture system, um, the net positive of all of that is a good sustainability story. 
And we've been talking this morning in the in the conference that, that's happening here in the amazing surroundings of the Adelaide Oval um, about ESG and target setting and the goals that go with that. That perhaps will enable that story to come out stronger. What what are your key takeaways from the discussions that we've been having so far? So two really core things that we need to get right um, as takeaways. Firstly is the the ability to measure outcomes. Uh, And that goes to what I was just previously talking about, about unless we can measure outcomes, we're really limited in being able to deliver that nuance. Because without being able to measure outcomes, we do rely on measuring practices. Um, And the idea that we have systems that allow for hundreds of different practices becomes very onerous. Um, If we can just measure the outcomes and say, it doesn't really matter what you're doing to deliver that outcome, as long as the outcome is verifiable, is legitimate, um, then that, that would create you know, so many more pathways for delivering sustainability outcomes. The second key takeaway is we need consistency, we need alignment in sustainability language, in reporting platforms, in uh, mechanisms that um, we use globally to define what sustainability is and report against it. Um, it's a it's a problem just domestically here in Australia, let alone globally. Domestically, we have lots of different frameworks um, that we're trying to align under a program that's been funded by the Australian government called the Australian Ag Sustainability Framework. That's just within Australia. Um, the problem becomes exponential when you look across the world in terms of the number of disclosure mechanisms, reporting platforms that are proliferating around reporting on sustainability. So having a mechanism, a forum to be able to align language, to get some consistency is is a must in navigating this environment. Now, the forum, my forum, the Forum for the Future of Agriculture is obviously here with, with Australian Farm Institute, which is your organisation, Richard. Um, Farm Foundation is also here from the US, um, Canadian Agri-Food Policy Institute also present. What have you heard from the discussions that we've had in the conference today that will inform what this new global network, the Global Farm uh, Forum for Farm Policy Innovation that we're all working together in, what have you heard this morning and so far the last couple of days that will inform what GIFBY is going to do? Um, So really around that alignment on language um, that you know and I think that even just the 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 opportunities that GIFBY creates that really aren't there in the same way at the moment in terms of an independent farm focused agricultural policy forum that can just get the right people in the room from the various countries, from the various platform developers, from the various disclosure mechanisms, to just have that conversation around, we mean this when we say regenerative agriculture. Oh, we mean this when we say regenerative agriculture. Okay, well, that's good. Let's now understand where the differences are, where the alignment is, and get rid of some of the confusion. And so we've got cut through to really what we're trying to do and influence and make it easier for is farmers to implement uh, and measure practice on farm. There was a really interesting comment, I think, uh, from one of the roundtable sessions today that talked about how all of the pressures that are out there at the moment around ESG, whether you're talking about um, uh, financial disclosure, whether you're talking about the impact on uh, provision of insurance, whether you're talking about corporate ESG goal and target setting that flows through supply chains, um, national disclosures, 
industry disclosures. There is one place where all of those things intersect, and it is at the farm. Everywhere else in the ag supply chain has exposure to one of those mechanisms or maybe a couple, but the farm has exposure to all of them. Um, and so no wonder farmers are finding it difficult to navigate. So I think I'm really excited about what uh, GIFPI can facilitate in having that discussion that starts the journey to relate to, you know, to, to reduce some of that confusion. I think that's a really interesting thing that's come out of the discussion for, for me this morning. As you know, I was chairing a, a roundtable on the impact of what the European approach to sustainability and ESG uh, could have on, on farmers and Australian agriculture here. And, and what you realise you know, very quickly is, is that whether it's Europe or the United States or indeed Australia, we all have different approaches to sustainability. That does impact on trade, which can be an enabler or a disabler, but it really comes back down to the farmer and how the farmer is going to react to that and either take advantage of opportunities or potentially be impacted by some of the challenges that that creates. And I've really enjoyed the discussion and looking at it through, through that, that lens this morning and looking forward to getting into that a bit more this afternoon. Um, let me just close by, by asking you, Richard, you know, perhaps a, a slightly unfair question, but what, what is it that gives you grounds for optimism in, in, in this whole story of sustainability and, and ESG, and, and what leaves you a little bit concerned? Um, so, look, as you know, Mark, I'm an idealist, I'm a born optimist, a relentless optimist, some people would say, uh, and perhaps I'm being a little naive about it, but what gives me hope, um, what, I'm, what I'm really optimistic about is that when you break ESG down to truly understand what the drivers are, it is this understanding of the need to have a multi-capital understanding of how financial capital is protected over time. Um, for so long, we've just had a focus on financial capital. The understanding now that that actually places a large amount of risk on financial capital into the future, if we don't understand how financial capital is impacted by natural capital, social capital, built capital, community capital, that ESG is the mechanism by which we can put metrics all around all of that and understand it more. And you know, I know, I know it's idealistic. I know that there's a, a long way between that, that multi-capital theory and it, how it is applied in practice. Um, but I still hold that that theory is what farmers have been looking for for some time in terms of, you know, when they say we're not being paid the true cost of food. Um, true multi-capital reporting expressed through ESG metrics um, will define the true cost of food and allow that to be valued and paid. So that's what I'm optimistic about. What I'm concerned about is, as I said, there is a long way between that theory and it being applied in practice. And along that pathway, there is corporate greenwashing, there is profiteering, um, there, there are so many traps that we can fall down without good policy. And so that's again, you know, where I'm really feel quite privileged to be part of that uh, that opportunity through organisations like GIFPI to make sure that we facilitate the discussions that end up in good policy to make sure that we do go along that journey well. 
Nothing wrong with a healthy dose of idealism and optimism. I think we, we need that as we press forward um, on these important uh, pathways that we're on. And I'm not sure I could have put that much better myself. Um, Richard, it's been terrific to talk with you. It was great to have you with us uh, at the, uh, the Forum for the Future of Agriculture's conference in, uh, in Brussels in March. And great to be with you here in, in Adelaide um, today and looking forward to our discussions this afternoon and working together long into the future. Thanks, Mark, and can I also just thank you for making the effort to come out to Australia. It's a long way just for a couple of days, uh, but at least you did get to be here when uh, Australia beat England in England in the cricket. So you can uh, experience that in its full glory. Well, I'm, I'm pleased to say also, and perhaps for our, our non-UK uh, listeners, for an Englishman and an Australian to be sat down convivially talking after the controversy around the latest cricket match between the two countries is an achievement in itself. Richard, thanks very much indeed. Thanks, Mark. You've been listening to the latest edition of Food Systems Podcast brought to you by the Forum for the Future of Agriculture. Today, coming to you from the Adelaide Oval. It's been terrific to be here at the Australian Farm Institute's uh, media conference looking at ESG goal-setting and targets in the context of a more sustainable and resilient food and agriculture system. Join us again next time.